the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. You can hear the program each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. It's the Tim DeMoss Show. I got the wrong button pushed. Well, we're anyway. 403, welcome aboard. Thanks for listening in. Uh... Sunny is a forecast for the rest of the afternoon. Clear and chilly tonight, low 42. Mix of clouds and sun tomorrow. But the 31st, the high 67. We can get to the low 70s on Thursday. Eagles made a trade today, sending a third-round draft pick to Detroit for wide receiver Golden Tate. What a name, Golden. I want to be Golden. Uh, he's having a solid season and uh, should give Carson Wentz a very nice target the rest of the year. Sixers at Toronto tonight, 730 Flyers at Anaheim later than that, 10 o'clock. And uh, 10 years ago and one day, Phils won the 2008 World Series. Yesterday, we were very privileged to have Brad Lidge, who got the final out and closed out that game and series on the program. Today, we are pleased to have J.C. Romero. He was actually the pitcher right before Brad Lidge, another member of the Phillies bullpen that year. Romero had an excellent World Series, actually the winning pitcher in that deciding game, won the a third game of the series as well. So he won twice that series. We'll talk with JC about that magical season, also about his faith in the Lord along the way, including some of the struggles, uh, looking to, uh, forward to that very much and, and how God brought him through all that. We're also giving away Sarah Grove CDs this, war, uh, this week, and here's how it works. Sarah's a singer-songwriter, known her for many years, well-respected. She's uh, been nominated for some Dove Awards and all that. 13 albums in her catalog. We had her on the program last Friday and jammed as much about her musical journey into that hour as we could. This week, I'm playing one clip per day from that interview from last Friday, and each clip focuses on a particular album out of the 13. Uh, yesterday, we did a little clip about Past the Wishing, which is Sarah's very first album. Today, we're going to play a little clip for you from uh, Sarah about her second album, which if I had to pick one of all of them, this is the one I would I would want uh, the most. It's uh, called Conversations. I'll play a little clip for that from you here just to get you some insight into that album. And then we're going to play a song from it, and we'll call you, ask you to call in to win the album. So that's step one. You know, enjoy the conversation and the music, uh, and then call in to win the album. And you'll also be qualified to win her greatest hit CD called The Collection. It's actually a two-CD set. All right, so that's what's coming up right here. J.C. Romero to follow. And we also uh, if we have some time at the end of the program or somewhere along the way. We'll uh, hand out some more Wawa gift cards. So a lot to do. Let's go right now to our conversation, Sarah Groves, and just talking about the uh, album Conversations, which is her second of 13, and really kind of got her on the map. Conversations was 10, and then we added, so I, I produced it independently based on what our conversations with the, that label had been. So they told us, this is how much we'd invest in a record. We went pr- really far down the road with that conversation and almost signed the contract, and um, just felt literally pulled by the nape of the neck, you know, just pulled back from it. So we didn't do that. And then they ended up closing their doors a short time, uh, not too much later, mm-hmm. or a few years later, but we felt really spared from something. And we were just new. We were so green. We had no knowledge of anything. 
but we took those those numbers and just said, okay, well, let's go to Nashville and record. And at that time, we made some friends, uh, producers, and different people were helping us. And um, uh, Dino Elefante actually was helping us line up players and ended up lining up players that I played with then for the next many records. And uh, Matt Pearson and others that I played with for a long time. But Conversations was... Um, you know, I think it's very quintessential, Sarah. If I were to pick three records that are sort of like, yeah, I think conversations resonated with people at such a deep level and still continues when I meet people and I'm out, you know, just it, ha- it had a very special place in people's heart. And I think some of that was um, I was outside of that whole uh, music, even, even trying. I was literally just a girl in the world working out her whole self, you know, yeah. Um, and I, my grandfather had just passed. And so I was reflecting on songs like, what do I know going home? He's always been faithful. I was in a very tender place with the Lord of just having questions and feeling very vulnerable and, and just kind of voicing all those things. And I think at that time, the way that that just connected with people, um, that album connected the most with radio listeners with, with the word and how's it between us. And then later even, um, he's always been faithful. That song is just definitely of any song that I've played. That song has resonated with, you know, people coming up. I played that at my wedding. We had that at my father's funeral. So that, that album is just neat to me because it has connected so deeply with people. But That's it was Sarah just, Groves. It is really part of our conversation and we may give you a little more of a clip, but I want to stop that there because she talks about the song. He's always been faithful. We're going to play that for you now. Uh, that album, Conversations, which we're giving away here in just a bit, has songs on it called The Word, painting pictures of Egypt, talking about you know getting comfortable, wanting to go back to stuff that you know, you're not – the idea of looking forward but looking behind you and, and wanting to go back to where you came from even though you really need to move forward as God leads you. Uh, she has a song called Generations, which is extremely powerful, a song called How Is It Between Us on this album. And, and the struggle of just even taking time for God and being too busy. Uh, so it's a very rich album, Conversations. Let's play the song, He's Always Been Faithful. Um, this is an amazing song. I think you'll like it a lot, and we'll come back after it, give you a little more taste of Sarah, and give you away a, a, her Conversations CD in a few minutes. Have our number ready, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. We'll ask you to use that in just a few minutes. This is He's Always Been Faithful from Sarah Groves' Conversations CD, AM560, WFIL. in my 
CD. Let's hear what Sarah has to say just to finish up her thought about that album. That album is just neat to me because it has connected so deeply with people. But it was just really the the thoughts and prayers of a girl. You know, that was it. And it was very um, much conversational. And um, in the the opening song, Conversations, is, again, me just sort of stammering along (laughs) about how how do I even share what this this thing is so big in my life. My faith is such a, a... a thing that I carry and is so deeply important to me. And yet here we are in our daily lives, you know, just kind of going about our Catholic, how do I even begin to talk about these kinds of things when uh, life just sort of rolls on and we talk about everything else, you know? And so I think the whole record had a very, it had a conversational tone and people really resonated with that. And even asking questions like, hello, Lord, or what do I know? Saying, I don't know if I can hear you right now. I'm kind of deaf. (laughs) You have to speak up. And, and to be able to say, I don't exactly know what heaven means. I don't know what happens. Do you? You know, and I think that I think that kind of lack of certainty was was welcomed by a certain set of hearts that were ready to hear that and needed to hear that. And I think that's kind of been a role that I filled. I once did an interview in New York City um, on uh, Air One, and the guy was saying, this is the most, he said, this is the most hesitant declaration of faith I've ever heard. <laughs> And I laughed because I thought, well, that is kind of what I'm at. That is sort of what I'm out there doing, you know. (laughs) Thank you, um, I think. (laughs) Yes, yes. But I think it's right. I think that I am saying the myth of certainty, because certainty has been elusive for me. It hasn't, that doesn't come easy. I think it comes easy for some other people. Some people find comfort in that. I'm looking and weighing things all the time, you know, and I say, Lord, 
I believe very deeply. My faith is it is wholly forming me. But I also have a lot of questions about how does this work in the world and how are we how are we supposed to be embodying this faith as human beings? So I think that was just a sweet moment musically for me to connect and that that music really did connect on radio. And uh, that came with a lot of then other stuff, touring and radio. That whole radio scene is a whole life of its own, you know? Yeah. So that was an interesting time, but beautiful. Sarah, Sarah Groves uh, on our program last Friday. We'd like to give away her conversation C that she was just talking about. 800-560-WFIL right now. 800-560-9345 if you'd like to win a copy of Conversations. We'll also qualify it for Sarah's uh, two-CD set called The Collection, which has uh, 25 or so songs from her first 13 albums. 800-560-9345 if you'd like to win right now. We'll also be welcoming J.C. Romero, former Phillies relief pitcher on our uh, program here to talk about the World Series, which was 10 years ago this week. And also his faith and struggles and how the Lord brought him through. Let's hop on real quick before we go to the break. Hello, who's this? It's Susan Hickman. Susan, guess what? What? You won. <gasps> I wore out my conversation CD and I was wondering how I was going to get new ones, but God knew. God knew, Susan. Where are you from? Williamstown, New Jersey. Excellent. Well, hang on one sec. We're going to a break here. Joe, we'll get your info down, and we'll get your fresh CD out to you. And I am so excited. I love her. <laughs> she's, she's, a, she's a great artist. We're glad to have her on and share with the audience. Oh, and thanks oh, for listening thank in. Thank you. I enjoy your program, and I'm so glad you're back. Oh, me too. It's a privilege. All right. Back in just a moment. It's Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560, WFIL. You're listening to a podcast of The Tim DeMoss Show, heard weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Just fight a little longer, my friend. It's all worth it in the end. But when you got nobody to turn to, just hold on and I'll find you. I'll find you. I'll find you. Hold on and I'll find you. I'm hanging on by your thread, and all I'm clinging to is prayers. AM560 WFIL at the Cray with the help from uh, Tori Kelly. Song called I'll Find You. One of the favorite artists by our next guest. Ten years ago and one day, the Phils won the 2008 World Series, and our next guest was the winning pitcher in that game five. Brad Lidge closed it out, but J.C. Romero of the Phillies was uh, the winning pitcher and certainly an integral part of that whole World Series. Won a couple of games and uh, helped close things out for the Phils in Game 5. Hello, sir. Hello. And the call the call to the bullpen has been made. How you oh doing? God. How you doing, my <laughs> man? <laughs> That's so awesome. <laughs> I, I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. Just... uh let me retire, so, uh, you know, I'm just uh, enjoying the family for now and, uh, you know, being blessed, man. Semi-retired, that means you're still doing something related to sports. Yes, I, I teach a little baseball lessons here and, uh, you know, trying to get back with the youth and, uh, you know, helping with the fundamentals and, uh, you know, teaching the right way. You know, there's a lot of things going on in this game and the, the it's, you know the game. The game is evolving a lot, evolving a lot, and uh, you know. But I want 
I want these young kids to stay pure and uh, you know work with the fundamentals before they they uh, they get caught up in everything else that is going on with the game. You know. Yeah, that's good. We're chatting with JC Romero on AM five sixty WFIL ten years ago and one day winning pitcher, yes, yeah. the winning pitcher of the World Series, the clincher. How's that feel? You still think about that? I know you're a team guy, but that's got to feel good to have been in that game and obviously. You know, it feels good. It feels good. Those are memories that um, you will always have with you and, uh, you know, uh, you can share with your with your kids and especially when, you know, sometimes uh, navigate through Twitter, stuff like that, Instagram, and you see some of the pictures and uh, people posting stuff and I could share that moment with my daughter which at the time she was very little. She was, I think, I believe she was two, three years old when that happened. Um, so it's pretty good. But, um, you know, uh, it's something that I guess uh, you would never, like I said, you would never forget that. And uh, you, you embrace it. I enjoy it every moment. Could you tell that year? Uh, we had uh, Brad Lidge on the program yesterday. And uh, to have you on today is a real privilege. Um and just thinking that year, it must have been so much fun. Uh, the, the confidence that gets bred across the team when you see the, the the mashers you have in that team, when you see all the great pitching you guys had. Did you do you remember much about the just the, the atmosphere of coming to work and uh, and just knowing you had a lot of talent, everybody's doing their thing, and you're winning games and and uh, marching toward the playoffs and all that. Of course, I remember. I remember that's something that. Uh... You know, you go through your ups, uh, ups and downs through your career, but there there is certain moments that you always share and always uh, will remember. And, uh, you know, that year uh, was a special. But the reason why that year was a special is because the way we ended up 2007, we were in that run in September yeah. to catch the match and go into the playoff. To me, that's what started building this team for 2008. So everybody had a taste of what it was to be a uh, to be winning and uh, how the the fans embraced the team with that run that we had. So 2008, uh, Ruben Amaro did an amazing job bringing certain pieces. Brad Lidge uh, was, I mean, like you mentioned, was a key factor of our success. Um, but not so much because of his talent, but because his persona, the way he was. Uh, the camaraderie in the, in, in the clubhouse uh, it was amazing. Uh, it was a very family-oriented. And until this day, when we see each other, we still think of each other as a family. So mm. I think that's one of the main reasons why we uh, achieved that goal, and uh, we, did, we did it in the, in, in the way we did it. I can believe it. Chatting with J.C. Romero 10 years ago yesterday, the Phils put that 2008 World Series championship, and it was a, a two-day thing, of course, a three-day thing, really, because the game started on Monday and didn't finish till Wednesday because of the weather. And Brad said he was chomping at the bit as much as he tries to live in the moment, and I'm sure you have to live pitch to pitch, and you're trying to go batter to batter. It, how hard was it for you to to not be able to finish things and see see it end on Monday? I mean, there's no guarantee you would win, right? You, you, but you wanted to let's do this thing. How hard was it for you to have to wait all the way to Wednesday? And how weird was it to pick up in the sixth inning? You know, and and how does it affect your routine and, and all that sort of stuff? What did you do to tell you for? For me, it was um, for me it was a little different because um, I mean you know I'm from Puerto Rico, so every time that I would look at the weather and I knew how cold it was, 
I just look up to the sky and say, Lord, please, let it be a little warmer tomorrow so I can warm up. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> as far as routine goes and all that, you do that in the inside, in the clubhouse. So, but, you know, mentally being prepared for that weather, especially for me, that was a challenging part. But I'll tell you something, man. I think in the World Series, um, that's, that's you playing for all the marmals, you know. So sometimes from the outside looking in, you could think about those things and say, man, uh, uh, I wish the game is now. I want them to, 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 you know, to keep carrying that momentum. Yeah. But I'm telling you, man, when you're going through that inside of that clubhouse, it doesn't matter, really. Like, the weather doesn't matter. If we, you know, if we cancel the game because it's, you know, it's, it's, it's the weather is not good at that particular time, I think mentally we were so tuned in, so, like, uh, prepared for that moment yeah. that I bet you a lot of those guys didn't sleep at home. They were just like, let's go, let's get it done, let's get it going. <laughs> it's like that switch never turned off, you know what I mean? That's, so that's, it was, that's a beautiful thing. That was beautiful. That's exactly what Brad said. He basically said, Lidge <laughs> said, I just didn't sleep basically from Monday to Wednesday. It didn't matter. Like, I, I just want to get back out there. Let's go. So, right, the switch never went off for him. <laughs> so, it never went off. I mean, it's like we look like little kids looking out the window like, is it going to snow today? Is it going to rain? Let's go. Let's go to the ballpark. <laughs> you know, but it was it was beautiful, man. We we wouldn't change it for anything in the world. Uh, that was a very special moment. And, uh, you know, it's crazy when you when you watch the, the – all the World Series, like I just finished watching, you know, Dodgers against uh, Boston. Yeah. Which it was a great World Series. You go back to those days, and when you see those guys, uh, you know, racing, uh, racing that tro- trophy and, and embracing each other, you kind of uh, know how that feels, you know? Sure. So it's, it's, a, it's, it's a good thing, man. It, it's beautiful. You pitched, I remember we chatting with J.C. Romero, who was the winning pitcher uh, 10 years ago last night. When the Phillies won the 08 World Series, uh, I'm trying to remember, you pitched for the Red Sox for a bit, did you not, at one point in your career? Yes, I pitched I pitched in 07 for about three months, I believe, uh, two and a half months before I, I joined the, the, the Phillies in 07. Yeah. I actually played with Alex Cora uh, from Puerto Rico, in Puerto Rico when we were, you know, 16, 17 years old. Wow. And I played with him in Boston in 07 as well. Wow. I know Alex for Oh, and I was very happy for him for what he achieved with his team in this, you know, this World Series against the Dodgers. Yeah, Alex Cora, first-year manager of the Red Sox. That was fun to watch. You know, my, our family's played baseball for years, and we love watching the World Series no matter who's in it. But obviously some some series are more compelling than others. This was a great series this weekend. And in the end, I guess the Red Sox just were the stronger team, you know. And, and But it, to get to that level even, as much as the Dodgers would have loved to have won, I mean, they were acknowledging and saying, you know what? We got here, and we didn't get it finished, but to get all the way back after losing the previous years, you know, hats off to the Dodgers also for getting that far. Oh, no doubt. It takes a lot of talent. It takes a lot of will. And sometimes, you you know, you, you run into a brick wall, and uh, I think they were, they were trying to dig in, and they were trying to, to get over that wall. But, um, you know, at the end, if you look at the records and the way the, the Boston was playing uh, throughout the whole season, uh, without taking anything away from the Dodgers. I mean, uh, a great organization and, and, and a great team. I mean, I think the best team this year, the best team won the World Series, in my opinion. All right. J.C. Romero, winning pitcher in Game 3 and 5 of the World Series 10 years ago this week. 
talking about the 2008 season, the World Series that just concluded. And coming up, we want to jump a little bit more into the area of how his faith in God intersected with his playing days. And uh, also now, what he's up to. We'll be back in just a second. You're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show. It's AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Tim DeMoss Show podcast with AM 560 WFIL and WFIL.com. 431 AM 560 WFIL. Thanks for listening in. WFL.com as well. Forecast, the sunshine the rest of the afternoon. Clear and chilly tonight. Low dropping to 42. Nice day tomorrow. Mix of clouds and sun. Warms up to a high of 67. Low of 55 tomorrow night. Thursday, we may even touch into the low 70s. Eagles traded a third-round draft pick today to give Carson Wentz another target. Wide receiver Golden Tate. Nice player from Detroit. Having a great year. He's going to be joining the team. And uh, that should be a bonus for the team. They actually have a bye week going on, so they'll give them a chance to get used to each other a little bit. Sixers at uh, Toronto this evening. Flyers at Anaheim. And in baseball, World Series, of course, wrapped up this past weekend. We're looking back a little further than this past weekend, though. Ten years ago this week in our house, we have birthday week. So my birthday might be on June 23rd. You can get presents from now if you like. Uh we celebrate the whole week. We try to milk it a little bit. So we're talking a little bit today uh, as we think back 10 years ago at this time, one day, 10 years in a day, Phillies actually won the World Series. Yesterday, we were privileged to have Brad Lidge, who closed out that final game on our program. Today, pleased to continue our chat with J.C. Romero, another member of the Phillies bullpen that year, had an excellent World Series, was actually the winning pitcher in that deciding game five. But all of that aside... As much as you love baseball and winning, J.C., you love God even more. Am I right? That's the reason why I live, my brother. <laughs> how, that is the reason why we live. Yeah. How? How? how uh, maybe you could share a little bit of your testimony as far as was that uh, something you, where you grew up in a Christian home, or is it something over time that developed? I mean, of course, we're developing all the time and growing, but... Yeah. Well, de- developed over time, but um, my mom is a preacher. She's been a preacher for 22 years now. Wow. And uh, she was she was the backbone of our house. I mean, she was the lady that uh, when she raised her eyes and looked at you, you knew that it's like, uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> her yes. yes was yes, her no was no. My daddy was a little more mellow. Great man. I'm, I'm very blessed, very thankful for both. They both served the Lord. The Lord. Uh, the same with my sisters, um, which they both uh, they both are uh, one just uh, sing at church. The other one is a co-pastor, youth pastor. So uh, I'm surrounded by people that love the Lord, and I, I, I will tell you, I, I will not sugarcoat it. I mean, being in the big leagues was was tough. Those years was tough because uh, there's a lot of distractions, a lot of trials and tribulations, and uh, you know when you get caught up in in thinking of who you are based on the numbers, because that's what we do. We are, you know, athletes are like stock markets, a stock market. Mm. You go up and down, you go up and down in value. So when you think of all those things, um, you could get caught up and sucked in on that environment, and you could lose a lot of the the values that you have because all you want to do is compete and, and be the best you can be so you could get paid, right? Yeah. Um, which is nothing wrong with getting paid and providing for your family. The Lord wants you to be a head of a family and be a provider. That's the way it is. Yeah. But um, you lose some of the, of, the, of the things that will keep you grounded as a Christian. 
Mm. So then when you start thinking about, uh, you know, who you are instead of who you are based on numbers, and you start thinking about who you are because the ultimate sacrifice of the Lord Jesus uh, giving his son for us, um, you change the perspective. So, you know, I would have loved for me to have that perspective earlier in my career. Yeah. And perhaps maybe my career would have been a little, uh, I would have a little more consistent career or probably had a longer career. But, you know, I think the law is perfect. And uh, I share every moment that I was in the big league, uh, in the big leagues. And uh, when it was time to go, even though it was a little painful at first, uh, I realized that uh, that was the Lord's will and I wasn't going to fight it. <laughs> wow. That's that's not easy. Easier said than done. I, I've, it always interests me, especially when I talk with athletes about that transition. And I think anybody who's listening who's had to stop doing something they did for a long time, it might just be a job they had that they loved. And whether they knew it or not, maybe their identity kind of came from it some because it's what they know how to do. And all of a sudden, maybe you got uh, reorganized out of a job or there was a merger or you got let go or cut to part time. And all of a sudden, your routine's thrown off. And now you're like, what am I? Who am I? What am I doing with myself? I bet that's a, a challenge that, you know, you you have to walk through. And, and by God's grace, he helps you do that. And, and uh, uh, you know, so uh, J.C. Romero is our guest. And maybe that leads to another uh, question, too. Um, what you've been doing since retiring, and you mentioned even being part-time doing some, I guess, coaching. We were talking a little before about coaching your daughter's uh, travel team, right? Uh, but and, yes. Yeah. So how, yeah, do you, exactly how are you spending right. your time these days? What are you, what are you doing uh, post-baseball officially? Well, right, right now, just, uh, you know, being with the family, just transitioning a little bit. And, uh, you know, coaching my, my daughter, 11-year-old daughter that I have, uh, travel team, softball, uh, fast pitch softball team. And uh, that's funny because um, sometimes the Lord allows certain things to happen, and you're like, really? <laughs> you know, uh, I went from just a dad sitting in the stand to uh, somebody that was asked to help the coach, had, you know, help the head coach. And uh, eventually head coach needed to be transferred because of uh, her, 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 his job situation. And he technically said, hey, I want you to run the team. So I was like, okay, what am I going to do with this team? But, you know, has been a blessing to my life being able to work with these girls and, and teach them what I know about the game of baseball. And, and once I retired, I didn't know I was going to spend that many hours on the field. But I'm, I think I'm spending a lot more time on the field now as a coach than when I play ball. That's crazy. <laughs> you know, that's crazy. So, uh, but I enjoy every moment. I'm also involved uh, with uh, down here, down south, Orange Beach, uh, has a expect excellent program. It's an after school program for for young kids, and I just you know I just go over there once a week and trying to teach the girl the, the boys how to play uh, baseball. Mm-hmm. Uh, once again, fundamentals of the game, very basic, but I want them to have an idea of how you know how to throw the ball the, the right way, how to catch it, how to hit the right way, and uh, that also would allow them to be you know prevention from from injury as well, and. Uh, you know, I'm teaching lessons. I'm teaching lessons here, hitting, fielding, all aspects of the game, and uh, you know, looking forward to uh, to uh, a business that I'm, I'm, you know, uh, I'm about to to launch it. And you know, the goal is to be in January, New Year's. Okay. So it's gonna be, you know, yes, it's gonna be uh, the same thing. Uh, teaching lessons, but it's gonna be more virtual. Something that I could reach more people because I believe as a Christian, you use your platform to be a positive impact to those around you. 
and uh, you know I could use I could use the uh, you know internet social media to get to those that doesn't know me personally, yeah. and I want them to give them a chance to know me not only as the athlete that I was, but as the as the you know uh, person that I am, as the man of God that I that I have become, and hopefully I can impact some of those people's life. Yeah, yeah, that's great. J.C. Romero, uh, our guest on the program, uh, ten years ago last night, the winning pitcher is the Phillies. Closed out the race to win the 2008 World Series. Um, you know, there were a couple things you just said there. I wanted to, before I forgot, um, just with your daughter for a second, that, that's a great age, travel ball. My son played travel baseball, and my daughter played travel softball right around that age, mm-hmm. from like 10, 11, 12 to 13, 14. So just talk about how much fun that is or, or how she – what is, is she a pitcher or what position does she play? And No, she, she, play, she plays the outfield, a little bit of, of first baseman, but um, she has pop. <laughs> she can hit the ball, you know. So um, <laughs> she's, she's a sweetheart. So I'm, try, I'm trying to get her to get some of the fire that I used to show at the mount when I was pitching, <laughs> but she's not there yet. She's not there yet. But, uh, but um, you know, I love it. I think these girls, they, uh, they leave everything on the field. Uh, every day they they play the game and you know you know you know very well if you if you're involved with travel ball travel baseball softball especially softball these girls once you get into a losing bracket on a tournament they play six games four or five in a row <laughs> and I look at them I'm like I would have not been able to do that <laughs> I mean I really praise those young girls man they they got heart. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, and and then your business. Maybe this is a conversation for later. But to, as a teacher, or do you uh, do you know? Or is there is there a website yet that people can start looking into it? Or is that coming maybe in the first of the year, like in January? Yes, everything everything is going to be launched in the first of the year. Okay. Uh, I give you a little insight. I just want to keep baseball pure. I want to keep baseball raw, and I want to give them uh, uh, a different perspective from athletes. And uh, hopefully uh, when everything is said and done, it's going to be something unique that people could just really enjoy and see how we really take care of business, but how we are, uh, you know, outside the line and uh, how we how we prepare for every game. But um, I, I want just the youth. I want the youth. Uh, I'm on everybody else, but especially the youth to have an idea of, you know what, if I have a dream, I could follow my dream, but... You know, I also need to have discipline, good work ethic, and definitely, you know, uh, always set your prayers and, and, and realize that your talent, your skill set comes from above. And it's our job to do the best we can with the gift that the Lord has given us. Yeah, yeah. J.C. Romero, chatting with him this afternoon, former Phillies pitcher, won the World Series, officially the game uh, that they they closed out the series with 10 years ago in a day. Uh, we're going to come back with one more conversation, uh, continue our chat and finish things up. We're also going to try and slip in the Wawa gift card giveaway before the end of the hour. Keep our toll-free number handy for that, 800-560-WFIL, 800-560-9345. Back in just a moment, you're listening to The Tim DeMoss Show, AM 560 WFIL. Live and local, it's the Tim DeMoss Show, weekday afternoons 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Our podcast continues. I got songs I ain't made yet. I got foes I ain't faced yet. I got hands. 
did it, I did it, I did it. Great song from Lecrae. This is one of uh, our guest J.C. Romero's favorite songs. If you listen to the lyrics, I know they go fast, but I got hands I haven't shaken yet. I have things that have not happened yet. I've got new chapters to write. And when I was uh, texting with J.C. about being on the, uh, we talked about being on the program, and he said it's a song that hit home with him in terms of life after baseball. New chapter, new goals. JC, if you're just joining us, was a relief pitcher for the Phillies. And uh, he was the winning pitcher in two games back when they won the World Series in 2008. Game three and game five. Had a great World Series. 4.2 innings pitched, two hits, no walks, four strikeouts. And uh, so we've been talking baseball and all that and celebrating and thinking back on that. But um, you talked about during our conversation, because I know you also love the Lord a lot, JC, and more, more than baseball, and talked about, um, you know, the struggles even playing ball and what it's like to, uh, for example, we had Paul Bird on the program. He pitched for the Phillies in the late 90s. He was an all-star. He played for the Braves. We had him on near the end of September, right before a Phillies Braves series. And he's a reporter, actually works uh, for Fox in, in the South and uh, has been covering Braves games for quite a while. And a great guy. He shared about a book he wrote called Free Bird. And in it, he talks about his struggles with pornography. He talked about his struggles with rooting you know, against his teammates, really, just uh, in the sense of wanting to do better because of feeling, you know, the need to hold his spot on the team. And rather than everyone's rooting for each other, that that creeping in and how you deal with all that. So I, I know you were hinting at some of those sorts of things and, and how your faith came into play during your baseball days. So I thought we could touch on some of that stuff. That's, that's something that sometimes, you know, like I said, you got to pray about it. And uh, I, I, me personally, I didn't have to go through that when I was in the big leagues. So I was real thankful for that. Yeah. But I could tell in the minor leagues, when you when you sign and you see a guy that got drafted higher than you, and you see yourself and you compare yourself with with that person, I mean it's not like you wish him bad, but you want to compete. You like you want to show like, hey, I I should have gotten drafted before you. <laughs> I've seen that all the time. That's just part of the. That's just being an athlete. Yeah. But as a Christian, as a Christian, that's really hard because the Lord calls to serve. So our job is to serve those, and you know the Lord will take care of the rest. But it's hard. For you to just leave everything, especially at a young age, and tell the Lord, you know what, I'm going to serve all those, all the people around around me. And this guy got drafted before me. I know he's struggling. I know his curveball is, is nowhere near to be. I got a good curveball, but I'm not going to help him. You know what I'm saying? That's hard. That, that's what I'm saying. That's hard for you not to do that as a Christian. Yeah. So you're going to help him. So, you know, it, it's a thin line. And I think at the end of the day, if you do right by others, the Lord will always, always, always take care of you, and that's the, the way I live my life. Well, it it sounds like you're really, it, it, you know, it's been a while since we we talked, uh, but it sounds like you're really, you know, walking straight and true with Him, and and being encouraged, uh, encouraging others to do the same. So we're 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 glad to have you on and hear that. I, I don't know if you have a verse we could wrap up our our time with. I don't know if you have a verse or two or any part of Scripture that's been in in your mind lately, or well, something you often think of, or. No, I was I was always very very basic, and mine was Philippians four thirteen. That's the way I lived my entire career. Hmm. Okay, uh, I could do all things through Christ who strengthened me. But you know, in order for you to allow God to strengthen you, you gotta be firm and you gotta be rocking uh, walking on the rock. So that's 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 my other side of that verse. 
you know, allow him, allow him to strengthen you by living and walking close to him. Amen. And is there anything people can pray for you about as we wrap up? I, I want to always offer that to people in case they have something they'd like to share. Nothing specific necessarily, but just any aspect. We've, you've shared a lot about what's going on, so maybe just kind of all of the above. <laughs> but far as life or far as an experience or far as something that I live with the Lord? <laughs> yeah, any, any of those things. Just that people think, hey, it was cool to hear JC on the air, and uh, as I think of him down the road when I think of the program, I remember JC was on, like, Oh, yeah, he was talking about that. I'll pray for his, could be family, could be ministry, opportunity, whatever, you know, the business you're well, hoping de- to do. Well, definitely, definitely, if, if there's people listening and, uh, and they want to just give me their prayers, just pray for for uh, for me to continue to to continue to walk even closer to the Lord, to, to strive to be the best uh, godly man that I could be. So every time I come in, in, in contact with somebody, they don't see me. They see the Lord living through me, so I could be an impactful uh, uh, person to them. Uh, but, you know, I'll tell you something, and i wrap it up with this. In 2012, I went to church and uh, in Puerto Rico, and a lady that didn't know me told me, uh, your time is up. She was praying for me, and she said, your time is up. Whatever you are, you are your time is up. And I didn't understand that. Hmm. I play independent ball, did really well. Played Puerto Rican league, did really well. Every league that I play, I ended up doing, you know, really decent to get an opportunity to be back in the big leagues. I didn't understood. I reinvented myself. I did everything in my power to to try to get back to the big leagues until one day somebody else confirmed it to me and said, your time in the big leagues is over. Now the Lord wants you to go out and reach those around you and let them know about what you live, what you went through in the big leagues. They're good, they're bad, they're, they're, they're ugly, but you have to stand firm and you got to go and tell the youth and let them know it's not easy, but if you walk close to me, you'll be able to achieve your goal. So that's what I'm doing right now, my brother. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> That's and something. that happened in 2012, and I retired in 2017, playing for the Puerto Rican team at the age of 40 years of age. And I was the comeback player of the year in Puerto Rico, throwing 29 on scoreless inning, and I did not get invited to a spring training with, with any team in the big leagues. So when you see stuff like that, you say, you know what? The Lord has spoken, and I got to listen and obey. <laughs> <laughs> it took five years, but sometimes it takes that, right? Sometimes we're stubborn. You know how we are. <laughs> Just a little bit. Well, you're an articulate guy, yeah. JC, also. Is there any chance you may get into into baseball again, possible broadcasting or, or coaching or you anything? You know what? I don't know. At this point, I just want the Lord to guide me. And if I, if I could be a blessing to others, I want him to put me in the right spot. I know I did a little uh, color commentating last year with the Phillies, and uh, they hire uh, uh, his name. I didn't play with him, but I think he's Carson. What is his last name? The, the color commentator from the Phillies uh, this year, radio commentator. Uh, one of the Kevins? I shouldn't know his name, but I didn't play with him, but he did really well. So that was something that I tried, and... Uh, you know, I guess the Lord didn't want me to go there. So I'm open to whatever the Lord has for me at this point. I'm 42 years old. I'm still young. But, um, you know, where, wherever he takes me, I want to just be a, a positive influence. I just don't want to go to a place just to be there. 
Yeah. I want to do something special for the Lord and use the knowledge that, that I, you know, that I got, that I, that I learned throughout my years and trying to share that with, with the, you know, the ones that need it. Amen. Amen. JC, it's a real privilege to have had you on. Thank you so much. Ten years ago last night, the big night, you wake up the next morning, or did you even go to bed that night? <laughs> you probably are so jacked uh, up. I went, I went to bed, and I, I just took a deep breath, and I say, thank you, God. Because you, know, you dream about it. You dream about it. But, um, you know, it wasn't until I really was on that, on the, going through Broad Street, and I saw the love and how many people show up over there. That's when, when it really uh, dawned on me. And the next day when I couldn't even talk, that's when I said, oh, yes, we world champs. That's why I can't talk. My voice was hoarse. I was done. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Well, it was a great, it was a great season and something that I always enjoyed to look back on. And, uh, and even greater, uh, as you mentioned, your, your walk with the Lord and just God himself. Uh, John 3.30 comes to mind when you said about people look at you, but they really see the Lord. You know, where John 3.30, yes, John the Baptist says, he, he must become greater, I must become less. My son actually has it in his hat. My 20-year-old put the, yes. wrote that on his hat so he'd remember that he needs to become less yes. and God needs to become greater. Yes. Well, and, and, and we should think all that every day, my brother. Yeah. Amen. Well, you've done that in our conversation today. I'm sure it's an encouragement to folks. And uh, hopefully, you know, radio is a private medium. And honestly, as a Christian myself, I have a lot of friends who aren't Christians, but I... I let them know about this show. I hope that they would listen in and give consideration to things, give people their space, but the opportunity to say, here's what we found to be true in life. You're a guy who wins the world, you know, the winning pitcher in the world series. And yet it's not the ultimate thing for you. You know, it's important. It was fun. You worked hard for it, but there's something much greater and gives you purpose. You're not just looking back at 2008 and living in the past. And my hope is that even just people to consider that, say, you know what, there is something more to this life than just accomplishing something, you know, of so, that that's good in the world's eyes, but there's more to it than that. There's, we're made for more than that. And so you, I, I appreciate you taking the time because that you're, you know, you're sharing that firsthand with people. So uh, it's really appreciated that you did that today. I appreciate it. And, and thank you for valuing that. And like I say, I'm just being myself. I'm speaking what the Lord put, puts in my heart. <laughs> Enjoy your family and, and thank them for sharing you with us too. Okay, thank you for having me, team. God bless you, man. Thanks, JC. Take care, man. Bye-bye. All right. JC Romero, 10 years ago yesterday, was the winning pitcher as the Phillies took the 2008 World Series over the Tampa Bay Rays. It's 4.55. Going to come back in a minute with a couple of closing thoughts and also an opportunity for you to win a Wawa gift card. Have our number ready, 800-560-WFIL, 560 9345. You'll need that in just a moment for WFIL. Have a guest you'd like to hear on the Tim DeMoss Show on AM560 WFIL? Email D at WFIL.com. It's 456. You're listening to the Tim DeMoss Show. Thank you for doing that. Uh, let's see. 800-560-WFIL. We've been trying to pick up the cost of coffee for folks. Actually, several coffees. A $5.60 gift card to Wawa. We're throwing those out here and there. If you'd like to pick one up, give me a quick call. 800-560-WFIL. 800-560-9345. And I'll uh, get one in the mail for you tomorrow so you can get 
your coffee in the next few times, uh, trips to Wawa on us, or get yourself a, a hoagie or whatever you want to do, 800-560-9345. Take a random caller right now to win. Uh, let's grab that right now. Hello. Who's your name? Oh, who's this? Hello. Julia. Julia, where are you from? Pennsylvania. The whole state? What part of Pennsylvania? Philly. Hey, you won. Thanks. You're welcome. You a big big time listener? Yes. <laughs> All right. Well, uh, let me put you on hold, and Joe, our swell producer, will get your info and get the gift card out to you. All right. Congratulations. You like a lot of cream in your coffee? Hello? Well, oh, put her on hold. We lost Julia there. Oh, no, she's still on hold. All right. Well, Joe, you got Julia over there. Julia, a, a lady of few words. Want to wrap up with a reminder and a question, or if you'd be willing to help us out as we partner with Trans World Radio. It's the Silk Road Project. You've heard us talk about this. A 200,000-watt AM transmitter in Central Asia. Allow the gospel to be heard in parts of 10 countries. Think of it like this. It's a penny a person to reach. So 10 bucks would help reach potentially 1,000 people. Our homepage is all the details WFIL.com. If you consider joining hands with us on that, we greatly appreciate that. It's called the Silk Road Project. Jim Maxim, Max 413 Ministry, is going to pray next, and Alistair Begg and Truth for Life at 5. See ya. Thanks for listening to the Tim DeMoss Show podcast. Feel free to tune in to the full show each weekday afternoon from 4 till 5 on AM 560 WFIL and at WFIL.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.